Well, greetings. This is Dr. Bill Bailey, and this is the Traditional Naturopath Podcast. I'm sure glad you could join me for this podcast. I'm going to be trying to do these podcasts a little more often than I have in the past, so uh, hang in there. We're going to try to be a little more proactive about getting you some natural health information. Uh, In order to do that, I need to mention my blog to you. My blog is a key part of this podcast. And you may have listened to the podcast on iTunes or other venues and not been aware that there is a blog associated with the podcast. Now, the blog is called Traditional Naturopath, okay? And that URL could be a little hard to deal with, (laughs) Because it is traditionalnaturopath.com. Okay? That's, that can be kind of hard to type, I know. So, we've come up with a shortened version of that URL for you to type in your web browser. That will take you directly to the blog without you having to try to figure out how to spell naturopath. That can be challenging, I understand. So, this is what I've got for you. Dr. Bill, that's me dot live dr bill dot live or live depending on how you want to pronounce it it's d-r-b-i-l-l that's one word no dot d-r-b-i-l-l dr bill dot l-i-v-e okay so if you go to your web browser and you type in at the top line there the address line d-r-b-i-l-l dot l-i-v-e then it will take you to the traditional naturopath blog. So that's a shortcut for you, okay? So drbill.live, because I want you to live healthy, okay? I hope that helps you to get to the blog and to enjoy reading it, okay? So let's go to our first item here concerning natural health, apple cider vinegar. Now, you've probably heard a lot about apple cider vinegar because there are lots of benefits to apple cider vinegar. They include killing all kinds of bacteria, lowering your blood sugar levels, helping with weight loss. It reduces belly fat. It also helps lower your cholesterol, and it improves your heart health. So there's a lot of good reasons for using natural uh, apple cider vinegar. Now, I stress the natural part. Because if you just go to the grocery store and just pick up any old bottle of apple cider vinegar, that's not really necessarily going to have the benefits of real, raw, natural apple cider vinegar. Okay, so we've got an article here on the blog by Dr. Joseph Mercola. I really enjoy Dr. Mercola's uh, articles and the information that he shares, and I can highly recommend his blog to you as well, Mercola.com. But he talks about apple cider vinegar getting the unprocessed, unfiltered, raw, organic apple cider vinegar, and that's what's going to offer you the best health benefit. Now, the distinguishing feature of this kind of apple cider vinegar is called the mother, okay, M-O-T-H-E-R, mother. It is the dark, strand-like chains of cloudy, enzyme-rich probiotic bacteria that's found floating in the bottom of the bottle. See, a lot of people would see a bottle of natural, 
raw organic apple cider vinegar, and they would say, "Oh my goodness, this is this stuff's gone bad. I mean, it's got all this stuff in the bottom of the bottom of the jar." No, that's a good thing. That's called the mother. Okay, that's a term that's used uh, in regards to developing this apple cider vinegar naturally. And it has many beneficial uses for this particular home remedy. Like I said, it helps with the blood sugar. It helps with weight loss. Uh, apple cider vinegar, which we'll call ACV, we'll shorten it down to kind of make it easier to say, also helps with acid reflux and upset stomach. Now, that's one of the things that, that people find kind of hard to believe because apple cider vinegar, ACV, has an acidic nature. But the problem with a lot of people's acid reflux is it is actually your body trying to produce more acid to help with digestion. And so what a lot of people's natural tendency would be is to, to use some kind of base uh, to treat the acid. When in fact what your body is calling for is more acids, natural acids. So that's why ACV could be a big help to you in that regard. All right, it can also eliminate uh, symptoms of sinusitis and sore throat and also helps with certain skin conditions. ACV, it's a versatile product. It's something that will help you, and it is safe. It is all natural. It has no chemicals or shouldn't if you get the right one. Uh, you know, it doesn't have a lot, of, a lot of junk in it, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, byproducts and so forth. You don't want that. You want the real thing. Okay, so... If you're wondering what the difference is between ACV with the mother, as I mentioned, in the bottom of the jug, and a filter jug of clear vinegar, which might be beside it on the store shelf, you might see them together. Well, ACV is made from fermented apples in a process similar to the one used for making other fermented brews, homemade fermented brews, such as kombucha. Okay, in the first step of the process, sugar is dissolved in filtered water. It's then poured over a variety of coarsely chopped apples. This mixture is allowed to set at room temperature until bubbles begin to appear as the sugar ferments into alcohol. Because the sugars are digested through this fermentation process, ACV contains very little sugar and carbohydrates, which is good if you're looking at it from a low-carbing standpoint or a ketogenic diet which we discussed in the last uh, podcast to a certain degree all right so then you strain the apples out the liquid is maintained dropped to room temperature and sits there for an additional three to four weeks at this time the alcohol is transforming into vinegar through the action of acetic acid bacteria this particular acid gives vinegar its distinct distinctive sour tang or taste. Then as the bacteria do their job, a small amount of sediment will appear at the bottom of the container and the mother culture will form on top, which is a colony of beneficial bacteria. From this point, you can quickly recognize organic, raw, unfiltered, unprocessed apple cider vinegar by the distinctive presence of the mother, which can only exist in vinegar that is not pasteurized or filtered. All right, let's move on to the next item coming from our blog that we mentioned previously, and that is tips to maintain healthy skin. As a matter of fact, this entire podcast today is really going to be from a tip and hint 
viewpoint. So I uh, figured this would be a good thing to do is talk about your skin. The skin is the largest organ in your body. Now I know a lot of folks are going to think, wait a minute, my skin is an organ? Yes, it actually is. Now the largest internal organ that you have, of course, is your liver by far. But your skin is literally the largest organ in your body. And a lot of people ignore their skin. They don't think about their skin being something that they need to take care of and to uh, make sure is healthy. So let's think about some things that will help you with your skin. Number one, and it is literally the number one thing, is drink plenty of water. Okay, we're going to talk about this a little bit more later in the podcast, but there are a lot of people that don't realize that most Americans are dehydrated. Your body functions in a less optimal way when you're dehydrated. And once you are hydrated, it can help your skin. If you have dehydration, your skin can look dull, flaky, kind of loose. So you need to drink plenty of water. Like I said, your body is made up largely of water, and if you don't have enough, your skin is one of the first things that suffers. All right, you also need to eat foods. This is number two in our list. Eat foods with antioxidants. Okay, antioxidants, as you may know, are uh, elements, if you will, in your diet that will help fight disease and reduce damage and inflammation. Now, inflammation is the leading cause of wrinkle formation in the skin. And some of the best sources of antioxidants include blueberries, pomegranates, acai berries, goji berries, spinach, raspberries, nuts, seeds, purple grapes, dark chocolate. Okay, that's a 70% or higher cocoa content. It also doesn't mean dark chocolate with a lot of sugar. Okay, so avoid the sugar. But dark chocolate, which I know for some people can be somewhat bitter, is very good for you. It has a lot of antioxidants. And then organic green tea. Now, if you're like me, you may not be a big fan of green tea. My son loves green tea, but I just never really developed a taste for it. But it is very good for you. So if you can drink it and you enjoy it, then by all means, it has a tremendous number of antioxidants in it. All right, number three, this is an important one. This is a good tip from a naturopathic point of view in a lot of areas, covers a lot of things, and that is be sure to eat a rainbow-colored plate of food. Now, I know that sounds a little strange to a lot of people, but colors in food are indicative of the ingredients and the nutrients and the enzymes that are in that food. So, Eat the rainbow. That's what they always used to tell us in my classes when I was working on my ND degree is eat the rainbow. If you have a bland plate of <laughs> kind of dull food, it's not going to be as healthy as a rainbow of food. So you need to consume the widest variety of antioxidants so you can fight off the different kinds of free radicals that will damage your skin. All right, number four, eat organic foods. This can... This means you are curtailing, curtailing the consumption of aging toxins by eating organic foods. Plus, you're missing out on all those, all the food additives that they put in foods that are very uh, detrimental to your health anyway. 
All right, number five. Now, this is a little, this is one of those fine line issues, okay? Number five is limit sun exposure. However, here's the caveat, you have to get enough daily sun to produce enough vitamin D, and that is beneficial. However, too much sun for a long period of time will damage your skin. If you're going to be out in the sun and you're going to be, you know, unprotected, maybe you're going swimming or whatever, then wear your sunglasses, use sunscreens, but you really need enough sun on your skin to produce vitamin E at least 15 minutes a day. So keep that in mind. This is one of those, there's always balance, all right? There's balance to anything. All right, number six, opt for natural skin products. Don't use products that contain harsh chemicals. You could use moisturizers. You could even use makeup. But you need to confirm that they're safe and don't have a lot of chemicals in them. Natural products are the ones to go with. Number seven, use non-toxic cleaning products. Avoiding chemicals. Avoiding additives. Okay, so look for things that are going to cleanse your skin but not add a lot of uh additional chemicals that are harsh to your skin number eight now this sounds a little different <laughs> own a plant because indoor pollution levels can be higher than outdoor levels so a plant in your home or by your desk at work will act as kind of an air filter okay we know that plants take in carbon dioxide they release oxygen so owning a plant can be beneficial to your skin I know this is a little strange, but it's true. Number nine, get enough vitamin C. This is something else that a lot of people don't take advantage of, is a diet rich in vitamin C. It can lead to fewer wrinkles, and researchers have found that skin exposed to vitamin C for long periods of time can produce up to eight times more collagen, which is that material that makes your skin supple and reduces wrinkles. Okay, so vitamin C. Now, if you want to study after Dr. Linus Pauling, he'll tell you to take mega doses of vitamin C. And I encourage you to check out some of his articles because they're very interesting. All right, number 10. Number 10 is good not only for your skin but for the, your entire body. Avoid sugar. It leads to damaged collagen and elastin and it can cause wrinkles. Now, I know some of you are saying, sugar? Yeah, sugar. Sugar is not only metabolically poisonous to you and you heard me right metabolically poisonous it also affects your skin so avoid pure sugar natural sugars and fruits okay but just plain old pure sugar avoid it number 11 eat healthy fats so many people these days are trying to get you to avoid eating fats but there are healthy fats fats and such things as avocados olive oil flax seeds fish all of those things are important to your diet, and the fatty acids there are crucial for your skin to look youthful. Number 12, cleanse your body. Okay, your body can build up toxins due to air, water, food, additives, unfortunately, that we're not going to be able to avoid in certain foods and things. Those can all cause damage to your body as well as just plain old aging. So you can detox by way of a juice cleanse or... Uh, other means of eliminating those toxins and again water a glass of water with squeezed lemon first thing in the morning can be very cleansing 
Okay, number 13, engage in activities that relieve stress. High levels of stress will compromise your skin. Now, you know, you may do yoga, tai chi, meditation, whatever, something that will relieve stress in your life. Now, (laughs) one of the things you can do that they mention in this article here is eliminate problematic people. (laughs) And that is always a good thing. If you got people that just rub you the wrong way, you can reduce stress by just kind of leaving them alone. (laughs) All right. You also need some people around you that you can confide in, openly talk to. It's always good to share with other people that will help you relieve stress, just talking about it. Number 14, something else we're going to talk about briefly here in a minute, and that's sleep. Your skin rejuvenates and repairs itself mostly while you're sleeping. Make sure you sleep for eight hours a night and make sure it is quality sleep. What do I mean by that? You've got to be able to rest thoroughly, completely, sleep deeply. You don't want a lot of light in your room. It's always good to have a very dark room, particularly stay away from fluorescent lights. That can really break your sleep patterns, all right? So get in a nice, dark, warm, comfortable room and get some sleep. And then number 15, last one in the list, exercise. I know some of you are groaning, exercise, Dr. Bill. Yeah, exercise. It increases the circulation of oxygen and the nutrients that are running through your system, and it releases toxins through sweat, which leads to clearer, firmer skin. And just remember to smile. Okay, that's good exercise for your face. All right. Now, let's talk a little bit about sleep. We mentioned sleep. Here's some tips. Talk about hints and tips here. Tips to improve your sleep. You have to get enough sleep. Your muscles rebuild at night. We already talked about your skin rebuilds at night. Your body is renewed through good sleep. Now, this is from sleep.org, a whole site dedicated to sleep. And adults typically need between seven and nine hours of sleep a night to function at their best. Now, I know some of you say, oh, I get by with four. Yeah, get by is about right, okay? You need enough sleep to allow your body to rebuild, all right? So between health care expenses and lost productivity, insufficient sleep costs the United States an annual cost of about $60 billion. So sleep's important, all right? When you're awake, a chemical called adenosine builds up in your blood. When you sleep, your body breaks it down. If you skip on the sleep, the adenosine builds up in your bloodstream and it makes you more desperate to sleep. Your action time slows. It makes you prone to dangerous mistakes when you're driving. So a shortage of sleep is responsible for 100,000 traffic accidents a year. So take some time to sleep. If, if you're one of those people that oh, I have a hard time sleeping, well, are you drinking too much alcohol? That can hurt your sleep. I don't drink any, so that's not a problem for me. But uh, are you eating things close to bedtime? That can disrupt your sleep because your body is going to be busy breaking down food, digesting food, and it's going to make it harder for your body to sleep. 
I know a lot of people say they need to stop eating around 6 o'clock at night. I know a lot of you groaning and going, on. Oh, it's too early. <laughs> well, we're talking about what you need to do to get a good night's sleep. Let your body kind of slowly shut down. All right? Wind down before you go to bed. And when you do, stop thinking. <laughs> shut down your brain. I know a lot of people say, well, I don't have a switch. What am I going to do? <laughs> well, you've got to develop a habit. If you if you start thinking about something that's going to require a lot of intense thought, just say, I'll take care of it tomorrow. I'll think about it tomorrow. Right now, I'm going to concentrate on just relaxing. Okay? Maybe play some quiet, very quiet music in the background. Something that will relax you. Okay? So good night's sleep. Now, next tip. Drinking water. You need to drink water even if you hate drinking water. Okay, this is the article we have posted here. It's literally from the Vitamin Shop blog. And it talks about drinking more water even if you hate drinking water. All right. Up to 60% of our bodies are made of water, like I've mentioned before. But drinking plain old water can be kind of boring. All right. A lot of people don't like it. But you have to have it. You have to stay hydrated. So what do we do? Number one, carry an inspiring bottle. What do I mean by that? Well, there's all kinds of bottles that will match your mood, your outfit, your lifestyle. Find something that you can use to carry good, clean water in. Number two, add a splash of juice. A glass of 100% fruit juice can be very high in sugar. But if you just kind of throw a splash into water to sweeten it, then it can help you drink that water and have a little taste to it. All right, so here's what you might want to do. You might want to mix a quarter cup of your favorite citrus juice, orange juice, grapefruit juice, lemonade, something like that, and about three-fourths cup of water. Then you get a nutritional boost, and you have something a little more tasty than just plain old water. All right, next way is, if you're not a fruit juice fan, just eat the fruit itself. Add fresh slices of lemon, lime, cucumber, orange, strawberry, or watermelon to a jug of water and refrigerate. Now, I know some people think, oh, I don't know if I'd like that. Well, try it. You might like it. Watermelon is something you can eat that's mostly water. So, if you don't want to drink the water, eat your water. <laughs> okay? Get creative with cubes. You can upgrade your glass by making tasty, nutritious-looking ice cubes. Fancy ice cubes, all right? So you can put in fruits and herbs and like cucumbers, basil, uh, lime, mint, lemon, honey. Put that in your ice, you know, put it in your freezer, freeze it up, and then drop that in your water. Give it a little taste and also uh, add a little kick to it and get you to drink that water. All right, you can add in a healthy mixer of in your water. Now we're talking water here, not alcohol, all right? So it could be a vitamin C pack, okay? Uh, amino acids. There's all kinds of things that you can put in the water to make it taste a little better or taste a little different than just plain water and can also be healthy. Ginger, number six. Tea in a white cup with ginger, lemon, cinnamon, or honey. Okay, a little amount of ginger can make a simple glass of water full of flavor and add health benefits. Then you can also add some bubbles. Now, there are soda machines out there like SodaStream 
that will take plain old water and make it bubbly. And if you like bubbly, you know, type water, then this could be uh, a good way to kind of liven it up a little bit. Put a couple of strawberries or lemon slices into it, and you've created a basically like a soft drink. All right. So hydration can also be achieved with other ways than just drinking lots of water. We've already mentioned uh, watermelon. There's lettuce, cabbage, celery, spinach, cooked squash. All of these things are made up of 90 to 99 percent water. So you get a lot of water by eating foods, healthy foods, that contain water. All right, that'll wrap it up for this particular edition, but there's one more thing I want to mention, and that's that you need to follow me on Twitter. I don't mention this often enough, but the Twitter account is out there. If you go to twitter.com slash drbilltn for traditional naturopath, D-R-B-I-L-L-T-N, that is my Twitter handle. And we have hints and tips that we put out there directly from the blog that's right there on Twitter. So follow me on Twitter. I'd love to be able to share with you on a more regular basis than these occasional podcasts. And remember, like I tell you, every time we have a podcast, you are the one most responsible for your personal health. 